0: You're listening to Graphic Novel Explorers Club Podcast, an audio book club. Greetings, Explorers. I'm one of your hosts, Aubrey, joined by... Dennis. And... Johnny. Today we are discussing Omni, Issues 1 and 2, by writer Devin Grayson and artist Aletha E. Martinez. We hope you've read today's title because all three of us have read the books. So beware, spoilers ahead. Become an official Explorer by joining our Patreon group. Explorers get early access to episodes, specials, polls, discussions, and other extras. Graphic Novel Explorers Club is available wherever fine podcasts are found, including YouTube, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review.
1: That's right, Explorers, today we're looking at Omni Issues 1 and 2, story by Devin Grayson, art by Alitha E. Martinez for Issue 1, and then art by Martinez, Meredith Laxton, and Chris Ellapulios for Issue 2. Chris, I apologize if I... Butcher Your Noise. It's a badge of honor if we butcher your noise on this podcast. Noise? (laughs) (laughs) Noise butcher. It's like a cool punk rock band. It's also a badge of honor if I don't know name. The word name. (laughs) (laughs) Colors by Brian Valenza. Letters by A Large World Studio. Published by Humanoids. And this is a recent book. Aubrey, you picked this one out. Had you... How'd you discover
0: this one? I honestly just Googled graphic novels by people of color. Mm-hmm. And this is a book that's got a lot of women involved in the creation. The uh, writer is a queer woman, and then the artist is a black woman, and then it stars a black woman. And I just wanted a little diversity in my life.
1: After uh, an onslaught of all male white writers, it's, <laughs> it's it was a nice little break. And there's definitely, it brings a lot of different perspectives into this story, things that you've don't see in mainstream comics. So let me ask,
2: so this comic is called Omni, right? Because I was a little confused starting with the second issue. I mean it starts off in the first issue, but starting off in the second issue, it, the before the story starts it says previously on H1 Ignition. So <laughs> I was a little
1: confused about that. I did a little digging on this. So this is part of a larger universe called the Ignition Universe or what I've dubbed the Ignition Inter- Universe. God, I can't talk today. <laughs> and it includes a, another ongoing comic book series called Ignited, and then another one that's called Strange, Strange Lands, which is apparently about a duo that have to remain next to each other to not blow up or something like that. Basically, they're forced <laughs> to work together, otherwise, it could cause basically. massive destruction. <laughs> codependent superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what the Wonder Twins are? Are they codependent Pretty superpowers? Much. Yeah, there was a little confusion over that because Omni had it. The first issue had a different sort of logo attached to it to show what it was in the in the this attached universe. And the other two had the H in it. So, but I guess they're all interconnected. And working gotcha. together on these stories, I hopefully, I bet you there'll be some crossovers or maybe they'll fully meet up and go to all come together, I guess. I don't know.
2: Well, it I it wouldn't surprise me. I got Heroes vibes, if anyone remembers that TV show on NBC. Mm-hmm. And it was a little more grounded of a superhero TV show where they weren't wearing capes and tights. They were just regular people who suddenly found themselves with superpowers. So this felt very similar to that. And also, that makes more sense at the end of issue one. They do have like a little, uh, I don't know what you want to call
1: it. Like a flashcard kind of thing at the end.
2: Post-credit scene kind of thing that tied in directly to, I think, the Strangelands comic series. So, yeah.
1: And then Grayson, she's worked on tons of books for Marvel and DC So as Martinez, uh, and Martinez co-created the villain Nightfall for Batgirl, the Batgirl series, so I thought that was kind of neat that she's created a a whole villain there. So the story is the world is pushing back against humans, and now certain people across the world are quote-unquote changing, transforming, and igniting with power. Our main character is Dr. Cecilia Cobina, and she is a surgeon working with Doctors Without Borders when she gains her abilities to... I guess basically use every part of her brain at once. I was super confused about this
2: because I wasn't sure if she was using just that, just all different parts of her brain at once, or there were actually like physical manifestations of these abilities who were able to then do certain things because it seemed like certain parts, these colored individuals, pink, blue, whatever, they looked like they were – they they were dressed differently and had different hairstyles, but they also looked like they were talking and handling different things physically. Yeah, interacting from-
1: with uh, – like at a certain point, these guerrilla warriors come in to the clinic that she's working. She's in the middle of a surgery –
0: so, well, they're, like, transparent. Good. So I was wondering if we're going to find out in later issues, like, are they ghosts? Or are they an interdimensional being? Or, like, she's able oh. to have access between the, you know, between the barriers, between dimensions?
1: I For see. sure. I wasn't picking up on them as being invisible. I thought they were actually
0: like oh, Because you can physically. see through them.
1: Or yeah. transparent. Yeah. 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 Right. Her side- Her sidekick does later say in, in Volume 2 that she's a multi-modality genius. I'm like, I don't know exactly what that means, but I like the wording of it. <laughs>
0: modality just means like different areas, right? Different like modalities, like your different ways of doing something.
2: Because yeah, each each different, I don't know, transparent genius, however you want to describe it, seem to have a different specialty. You know, some were just numbers driven, some were analyzing emotion and goal yeah. characteristics.
1: Yeah, it all breaks down to like emotional intelligence, mathematical intelligence. Like, there's these different components that she's now hyper aware of, and and can use her brain to 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 help her and others.
0: So she she's got all of them. So she's like the avatar, and the rest of them are like five, right, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But although it it confused me also again, and you know maybe it was just dumb me, but so when they accidentally caused a bus accident. She seemed to know the injuries of all the people who were in the vehicle. And I wasn't sure if like, she was able to psychically read them, x-ray vision, or using some sort of crazy probability and calculating, okay, I happen to see two people in these certain positions and this vehicle was going at this rate of speed. Chances are this is what happened to them and this is how they got their injuries. Because she seemed to know that someone... Had like a whatever a broken wrist or what have you.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely not X-ray vision, but I think she's getting messages of some kind because it'll literally like pops up like a text message on the screen. She's like right. broken arm or whatever.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah, I right. think that's. I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't think she has any physical. She has. I don't think she has gained at this point in the story any physical abilities. It's all mental, and I think she's just so intelligent. She deducts, and she's a doctor on top of it. Uh, a, a physician that she could tell just by looking like oh that person has a dislocated shoulder but this person actually broke their wrist and they need you know she can just extrapolate all this information and then
0: put it to use no see i think she's getting it like from their brains and like she's able oh. to interpret the data from their brains in in a way that like they wouldn't be able to themselves because they're not doctors
1: so she's almost like Professor X ability to like yeah, that's what I read think it minds. That's kind oh. of like
0: psychic emotional thing.
1: Oh, okay. I, I was not picking up on that
2: at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, going to the beginning part of the story, how did you guys feel? I'm, I'm still going back and forth if I felt that's the way I wanted the story to start. But they kind of have exposition right at the beginning, sort of Star Wars-like, right? Where it's like, this is what's happening in the world we're calling it Ignitions, here's our character, and then jump right to it. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Like I said, it works in Star Wars. Did it work here? I'm not saying either way because I I, I, I still need some time to kind of mull over it. But in some ways I felt like, well, I kind of wanted to go just naturally. But then at the same time, by giving me this exposition, I kind of get a good framework of what I'm working with. I'm not questioning like well i don't get this i don't get that i kind of just right off the bat have a little summary of what the world's like and now we can jump into the story sort of thing
0: well i felt the intro both in the star wars crawl type uh introduction and the opening scenes were very cinematic and i did feel like they would have worked better in a film format but i guess like you i haven't decided whether i like really liked or disliked them but just that i had the thought like this would be a good movie i'm not sure if it's Great in book format. <laughs>
2: right. It seems weird in book format. Like on in a second issue, I can see that, like a recap. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, you missed this stuff. But here it's like, did I miss something? It feels weird to have that. But yeah, you're right. It is very cinematic where you could hear well, the voiceover or something like that.
1: This feels like it's geared towards a younger reader than us. Like this feels like middle school readers. So I think maybe that's why you just are told exactly what's happening in the, in the world instead of her. Cause she doesn't Cecilia, our protagonist just seems to know right away what's going on. She doesn't, there's like no journey of discovery of like, Oh crap, I've got these powers. Now what, what's going on? There's no confusion. She's just hits the ground knowing what to do and, and does it. Whereas like the, the other character we meet in issue one, and then we spend more time with the issue. She was is Antony. Mm-hmm who is a fellow meta human and has the ability to let physical objects pass or face through his body. And he seems very confused about what is going on. You know, the first incident of his ability is he's detained by, by two police because he matches and they talk about this. He's a black, a young black man and he matches the identity of somebody who committed this crime. And he, and they're in New Orleans and he's, he's like, yeah, in our quarter in the quarter here, everybody matches that identity you know, that description. And so these two cops pull their guns on him Cause he's, you know, he's scared and he talks about how he's scared and he thinks he's going to die. And he would have, if his ability didn't kick in. Cause one of the officers shoots at him and under stress, his power manifests and the bullet goes through him and strikes the other officer behind him. So and I think that was like a more realistic de- depiction of, Oh crap. I've got these powers now. What, <laughs> what the hell right. just happened?
2: I, and like i said i do like this hero's angle where you're taking street level people you know just normal day citizens they don't have any you know prior experience with this and they're trying to deal with these powers that they suddenly have been gifted although i will say it makes me nervous about the main character the only reason i say that is i've dealt with some doctors and i also i i didn't like i also i'll, I'll, I'll back up i also didn't like that she said she's not like other doctors who just work at normal walking clinics, because those are legitimate doctors and they deal with a lot of people, you know, and so they, they should be considered as much of a doctor as she is a doctor.
1: To, to interrupt you there though, one, so are, the characters that we are in this, in the volume one of volume two are Dr. Cecilia Kobina, our, our, our protagonist may Dr. Kobina's assistant. Who's also wanting to draw comics of, of what's going on and uh, who, who, says i don't have any experience around comics but she wants to do them livy our main character's sister who is also a doctor and then antony who i already said is a metahuman who lets who can let physical objects pass through him. and in the story at one point livy is talking to to cecilia and livy kind of calls her out for being a little bit pompous about things right
2: and that's the thing that makes me nervous is that she thinks she's so right because of all these powers and I've dealt with enough doctors who think they're so right just because of their knowledge that this just makes her hubris even way more than a normal doctor who I can sometimes <laughs> find super intelligent but also callous and have
1: poor bedside I manner. worked <laughs> in the medical field for 20 years and I will go on record saying 99% of doctors are fucking assholes. I've only met two doctors in all, my entire career in the medical field that were like decent, thoughtful, kind human beings. One is my neighbor who I've never worked with, but I've seen her in her practice. And then this other doctor <laughs> at the blood bank I used to work at who one time was just blowing up the bathroom. I, I was in there peeing and someone was just like, it was like the guns of Navarone going off of the bathroom and I'm like trying to hurt, finish peeing. Cause I can hear him wiping and flushing i'm like oh no no i don't want to. whoever just did this i don't want to see them face to face i'm just gonna go wash my hands and i was washing my hands and he came out He's was like oh hi johnny that was another thing he knew everybody's names doctors don't fucking know anybody's names unless you're another doctor because then they could call you by their first name right uh, and he walked out and he was just making eye uncomfortable eye contact with me the entire time washing his hands thankfully he washed his hands hi johnny how's it going how's it going down in uh in the lab there oh really okay thanks and i'm just like you can't tell how comfortable I am. Like, no, I'm good, doc. I'm getting out of here. So, those are the only two doctors I've ever met in my life that were like not pricks. Be-
0: because of the way that the doctor profession is set up, at least in our society and culture, it is one of the professions, like policing, that attracts an ab- abnormal amount of psychopaths. So, really, yeah,
1: this is like uh, been studied and documented. Yeah. Well, they're they're very house-like,
2: right? You know, house being the TV show. If you don't know that, where they they think they're right, they know they're right, and they want to prove to you they're right and 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 talk down to you. So I I just think this superpower for her is just bad news. (laughs) Honestly, this is like like I I know I'm even more right because I have like nine different voices telling me all the percentages, and I'm gonna slam you with facts and figures until you just listen to me. So. Just taking it on a more realistic approach, I would be so annoyed by this 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 doctor and her superpowers.
0: Well that could be the story of it. I mean, it is called right. Omni. Like maybe she right. has a God complex.
2: Well I'm oh, sure she does. Going going into that, so I forget if it was the first or second issue, but there's a point where she is rescuing Antony at first, right? And a bus is about to No, the garbage truck's about to hit them. And then She tells him to wait to use his phase powers. Then he does use them, which you don't even know how well he uses his phase powers. How do you know this is going to work out well for you? And two, May confronts her and says, oh, you did this as a distraction so that we could get away while the police dealt with this injury or an accident we caused. And she basically said yes. So she purposely got those people hurt. Yeah, she helped heal them and diagnose their issues, but she purposely allowed that garbage truck to hit that bus so <laughs> it would cause a distraction. I mean that's talk about going against your oath. I mean, you purposely got people injured so you could cause a distraction, so they would have enough time to look at the ballistics of the bullet. Whatever. Whatever, you know, greater good you thought you were doing, you still got people hurt. And you that wasn't a guarantee that they were only going to be mildly hurt despite what you're mathematical statistics probably told you in your head that there was only, like, I don't know. She didn't say this, but I'm sure in her head she was thinking, well, there's only a 20% chance they'll get hurt, and if they do, none of it will be fatal, so this is an acceptable loss, which honestly sounds like a doctor to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that's the character that they're setting up, which I find interesting, that it's not, you know, just like you said, it's more grounded. It's not like this fantastical superhero who's, like, going to do everything right all the time. So I'm interested in seeing where that will go. And to what you said, Johnny, about it seeming like it might be for a younger age range, I think I'm so used to reading young adult fiction that it didn't even register to me, but I just looked it up. And this series is recommended to be marketed towards ages 14 to 18. So for any listeners that has teenage children, this is a a book that they can read. You can read together.
1: My girlfriend's a, a district librarian for a school district here in Sacramento, and I could definitely see, her. in fact, after I'm going to mention this book series to her, definitely see her getting this for the readers in her school districts. Like, it's, outside of that stuff, it's really, there's some really interesting and topical and potent things that happen in the story. At one point, May, who's a white character, she's the uh, assistant to, to our protagonist, a- Antony's waiting for them in this diner, and then the doc shows up, and then May comes in, and she's like, "Well, why haven't we got served yet?" And, and the two black characters look at each other and like, "Oh, she doesn't even know." Like, and then wasn't until she walked in that they finally, the waitress came over and served them. Um, yeah,
0: there's there's cool moments like that that are kind of highlighting those differences that I think would be great for kids to see. And the other thing that I wanted to say about May, in response to what Dennis said about the main character. Is that May is kind of there to help balance that out because May is, you know, has kind of more heart and is more of a comical character.
1: Yeah. She's definitely the comic relief. For sure. Uh, For once, it's the right side
0: character. That's the comic (laughs) relief.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's another part where they talk about she's thinking how to get out of the situation when the police show up again to pick Antony up because the police think he's the one, this other cop who shot and injured his fellow officer is saying that Anthony did it, even though he had no weapon, his hands were up and the doctor calculates and knows the stat that like police are less likely to be violent in front of a white woman. So like, there's like these little things sprinkled in here that, that are very, it's very powerful information, but it's not like hitting you over the head. It's just subtly dropped in there with the flow of stuff, with the flow of the story.
2: I did notice one small goof though. This was just an art goof. Was when lettering they wa- goof. well, no, it wasn't lettering goof. So what happened? There's was a lettering
1: when- goof in there too.
2: When when the bad cop goes in there and wants to confront Anthony and they're arguing, etc., and 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 this is before Anthony had revealed his powers in the interrogation room. They actually had a panel where it. I was confused at first because I was like, "Wait, is the cop black?" Because there's one part where the dialogue for the cop is coming from behind what is Anthony's character model and, and shirt, because it's a white shirt and dark skin. Uh, it's coming from him, but it's the cop's dialogue. I was like, I had to go back and forth. I was like, wait, I, I thought the cop was a, a racist white cop. And it, it turned out they, they just mildly goofed on him. Which character was speaking in that particular panel?
1: It's, oh, it's yeah. not a big thing,
2: but it confused. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I had to go back a few times. I was like, "Wait a minute, who's yeah. who?" <laughs> That's
1: like a yeah. uh, back back when uh, the Transformers Generation One cartoon was on, and every once in a while there'd be a goof. Like Starscream's leg would be all black for some, or the like. They'd be picking up Energon cubes, and you could see right. through like the chest <laughs> that the, they someone some artist gonna block something out that should have been blocked out. I always like when you. I would catch those little things on the 80s cartoons when I was a kid.
2: I will say it does have good lessons. It's just I, I wouldn't want this challenge for myself. And it's it's very hard for them to navigate because you, you're you taking real-life social situations and challenges and, and things that can happen to people, especially POCs. But you're also not wanting to drag the whole story down, right? There's certain beats you have to hit. You have to complete things in, in the issue. And so, like, the police thing kind of resolved itself pretty easily. Uh, mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think it would have been that easy and nice. And it wouldn't have been just the one stereotypical racist cop who was the issue. And But they, they kind of neatly packaged all that up. And, oh, we're on to our another town. Everything resolved. I mean, it's just like any TV show, right? I mean, that's how they, they, they have a problem that's much more complex in real life. But they kind of just quickly resolve it within that issue. And then they're on their way.
0: Mm.
1: I, I don't know. I think I think the writer Devin Grayson she's do she's she's doing a really good job of balancing like social issues with this also just a superhero story. That's also it seems down the road it's gonna delve into an uh, environmental issue that's impacting like that's causing because they as she's starting to figure out the environment, like they're prepare the world is basically clapping back at humans for wrecking it. And she doesn't know if it's, if these powers are starting to manifest in people as a, as a reaction to that either good or bad. Like, is it, is it to plan for something that the earth is doing or is there some outer force that's coming down to earth that we have to respond to? So I don't know. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of finessing to do, you know, like the social issues plus, these great like comic book issues. I guess
2: that's the thing for me. And like I said, I, it's not a critique necessarily on her. It's like, like I applaud her for what she's doing. It's just when it's a comic book world, it's easier for me to hand wave certain things like, oh yeah, the cops just are going to let the Punisher walk away. Of course, you know, cause it's, it's, it's in the Marvel universe, but when it's intermingled with a more realistic grounded kind of setting, sometimes part of me is like, well, that's not how it really would happen. And so when you, you kind of get too close to reality but have like superhero answers to it, it kind of creates like a confusion.
1: It's hard for confusion you to
2: suspend, your, yeah, suspend exactly. your disbelief. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, right. I mean, it, it's, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's good to approach these things and I think it's a good topic. It's just sometimes for me, it t- causes me to pause like, well, I, I think if they saw these powers happen, well, and we've seen it in other shows, like, I don't know how widespread this ignition is. But you would think people would freak the fuck out and call the FBI or the X-Files or something if they saw some dude who, who managed to break free of of his cuffs or whatever. And there, there was no consequence like, oh, well, she was really nice about it, but there was no consequence for the police officer who fired the shot. Well, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. He fired the gun. And just because the Anthony was able to, to phase out of reality or whatever, he hit his partner. But it wasn't an accident that he fired it, he purposely fired it, so there should have been a whole thing about that. But once again, that's where when you try to get too realistic, sometimes I'm like, uh, wait, what about this stuff?
0: Well, that reminds me of something you said earlier about the comment about the walk-in clinics and how that was kind of a dig, and sort of like a rude dig. But when I read that, I just assumed that this is taking place in, in the future, first of all, and then second of all, in an alternate universe, like an alternate universe dystopia. So I assume that like they're saying like, oh, in their world, walk in clinics have like some oh. shady reputation. And then right. also in their world I would assume that like police work a little differently, although like as long as it has the same similar origins, it's always gonna be, you know, this like power struggle type of thing.
2: Right. Right. Totally. Yeah, and then uh, that that's very true. We we don't know the whole world and exactly what what it's like in this world. I guess we have to read all of the ignition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there's, as of the of this recording, I think there's six or seven issues out with this comic book series, Omni. Well, overall, what'd you think, Aubrey, of the book?
0: Uh, I really liked it. I felt like it's really just starting and hasn't really gotten its feet yet. So I would re- I'm really interested to see what happens next, because I think the characters are pretty compelling. I think the main protagonist being not a necessarily upstanding, likable person, but Still being a very strong person and a black woman as a main character is a very interesting and intriguing character. And then her dynamic with her partner, who is the comic relief, was also something that wanted me to keep reading and see more of what happens between them.
2: And Dennis, what about you? Yeah, I really liked it. And, you know, to jump on what Aubrey had said, honestly, the protagonist of a book doesn't have to be likable. I mean, Batman is an asshole 24 7, he's a jerk. (laughs) And he has. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and, and he and he and he creates plans to basically take down his friends should he think they're out of control. Like he's judge and jury. So I mean, having an asshole as a protagonist is, is isn't something new. And so uh, you know, for her to be kind of a jerk is, is, isn't a problem for me. I I, th- I think it's great that the subject is dealing with. I, I think it's really good. Like I said, it, it reminds me a lot of heroes, and not in a bad way. Heroes kind of got weird near the end, but. What I loved about Heroes in the beginning, what I love about this one, is that it's taking everyday people. And there's not some overall Professor X who can go, oh, you don't understand your powers, but I do. And then takes them into a superhero academy and is able to craft them in some danger room and, and, and focus their powers. No, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Everyone's confused. And uh, the world and the people who are getting these powers are having to deal with the the fallout of suddenly these metahumans. And it's interesting because it's not all going to be rosy pictures. As the doc explains, you know, some people who have been traditionally oppressed are suddenly going to find themselves with more power. And what's going to happen there? It's not always a good thing where suddenly, you know, they feel like they want to strike back at the people who have oppressed them. and how they strike back or what they do is going to be kind of a moral challenge for those characters themselves. So I think it's uh, approaching it pretty smartly.
1: Yeah, I thought that was an interesting thought about. It's like what if, what if the wrong, you know, what if a group of people gets this and the other group that they hate doesn't get it. Now what happens? What are, what's going to happen if they get one of these powers? So, which you know, is like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, imagine the Proud Boys got oh right. God. all got powers like oh god what what kind of world would we be dealing with here so
0: you know what that just made me remember there was a viral a viral tweet that became like a meme thing a couple years ago where it was like people saying it was black people saying like black twitter saying on december 12th 20 i think it might have been 2020 they said all black people are gonna get superpowers (laughs) 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 only black people will just get superpowers there's like all these memes based on it so maybe this comic book is that (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh they were doing some uh, uh, I can't even think of the word like um, god I can't even think of the word mind. let's just move on I'm an idiot today (laughs) like a pirate um, god I'm an idiot I can't think today I'm sorry everyone Uh, this will be my last episode (laughs) (laughs) I liked it I really liked the art a lot I I liked how issue 2 opened with May's crappy drawings uh, and like but basically that was you're in to get into uh, the issue two. I thought that was a a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, like the storytelling, I think this is a really good series for anyone to read. I'm glad it's geared more towards younger readers to get them kind of all these different perspectives that they can take in and Mm -hmm. and talk about later. So yeah, really good, really good book. Well, Aubrey, if people want to follow you on the social medias or your podcast, where can they do that?
0: You can find me personally at Mixate Majesty on Instagram or follow my podcast at Bring Popcorn Pod on Twitter and at Bring Your Own Popcorn on Instagram. I think. Probably.
2: us <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, our podcast? Twitter and Facebook and
1: Instagram at Explorers Club. Cool. Well, thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>